Hey, TK Show is sponsored by South County Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Northern California's number one volume dealer. Check them out at southcountychryslerjeepdodge.net or drive a little and save a lot in Friendly Gilroy, where you will save thousands off a new vehicle. Coming to you from Radio Row at the Super Bowl 50 NFL Experience, it's the TK Show. Now here's your host, Tim Kawakami. Everybody's Tim Kawakami here, TK Show from Radio Row, the Super Bowl. But all my guests, all my great guests, most of them are, are on the phone because I want unique guests. I want people I really like talking to uh, and, and are going to have interesting conversations. Not saying that the people here aren't great, but the people I'm getting by phone are the ones I want to talk to. And one of my favorite people from... The initial moments I spent covering the NFL back when we were both really, really young. Uh, and Jeff, you were a DB's coach for the Eagles, and you're like 19 years old or something. I, f- I forget what it was, and I was 11 covering you for the. Was, yeah, we were. That was that's close. Yeah. That uh, flattered me a little bit. Yeah, that gives that gives 11 year olds uh, inspiration and 19 year olds inspiration. Let's to coach do in the NFL. That's what we're yeah. here for, everybody. This is the Los Angeles Rams head coach. Jeff Fisher talking to us, everybody. Hey, hey, Jeff, how you doing today? I'm doing well. Doing well. Just working. Yeah. You know, that's what we do. That's so, what our off season's about. We're just kind of shuffling a lot of things, you know, a lot of irons in the fire, and we're just kind of working through some stuff. So yeah, you've got... It's good to be with you. You're great, great to have you, Jeff. Uh, I, I was thinking, I think the last time I had an official interview with you, you were defensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams uh, back who knows when, early 90s when, when that was, that, that wonderful season. That would be, ni- yeah, be, <laughs> actually, Tim, it would be ni- 91. Okay. Yeah, you know, I left, I left Philly uh-huh. um, after the 90 season, went yep. to the Rams mm-hmm. uh, for... One year in '91, yep. and then you know I actually went up to the 49ers for yeah I remember uh, that '92, '93, mm-hmm. and then '94 I went to Houston. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, I you... was very very fortunate in that um, you know the '94 season didn't work out well for us, and in Houston uh, I was interim there at the end of the season, got full time job '95. And then we started the relocation process in 95. So we played 95, 96 in Houston, 97, we moved. Mm-hmm. And then you know, we played Memphis, uh, played Vanderbilt, and then moved into our stadium in 99. You have a little experience is what we're saying here. Uh, so, yeah, you, you talk about the wrinkles you have this offseason. You got a little bit of one. Uh, team is moving to Los Angeles, going to be playing at the Coliseum. Uh, and then obviously the new stadium in Inglewood, that, that whole big thing that, that went down. So what does that practically mean for you, Jeff? Are, are, are you have are you going to pick up and move pretty soon? Is the whole team going to, going to be moving pretty soon? Yeah, well, you know, Tim, it's a, it's a good question. And, and we're going to you know, hopefully in the next two or three weeks have a, a, a meeting with, with the players. We've mm-hmm. already talked to the staff. Uh, the players are kind of wondering what's going on. And as soon as we have, more information because this has all happened so quickly we'll get together with them and let them know but yes we're um it it looks like we're gonna we'll start our off-season program out there in southern california Mm -hmm. 
uh, we'll have the draft out there in Southern California, obviously, and then we'll get through the off-season program, and then we'll we'll plan training camp, and uh, and then of course, you know, there's all those things, you know, just for the listeners, there there's all those things that you know that I think you take for granted. Well, where are we gonna? Where's the temporary facility yeah. gonna be? Where are we gonna live? You know, where are we gonna train? We know, as you spoke earlier, that we're gonna be playing, you know, for the next couple of years at the Coliseum, which is exciting. So, a lot of work to be done, but you know, the folks from a head coaching standpoint, yeah, I'll spend a couple hours a day on that kind of stuff. But, you know, you have to continue with what's important. And, you know, that's evaluations. It's filling out your coaching staff. It's getting into the, the pre-combine, pre-draft, mm-hmm. and then free agency, and then off-season program. And so we got a lot going on right now. Um, you have experience with us. So, so, Jeff, how much has that helped, the, 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 kind of the moving around you did? Uh, with Houston and Tennessee uh, help you to what you're experiencing now? Well, I think, you know, I, I think can, I, I can add some valuable input, you know, as, as we make organizationally make some decisions based on, you know, what I went through before. Um, you know, the most important thing here, Tim, is, is anyone can imagine it, it's, it's communication, communicating uh, to everybody. It's, you know, you don't, and, and and this is there's a difference between moving, as you can imagine, from L.A. to St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, as compared to moving St. Louis to L.A. and um, you got some commutes you got to deal with. <laughs> so we just want to make the right decision so players don't jump the gun and end up sitting in the car for an hour and a half mm-hmm. uh, each day. So yeah, a lot going on, but yep. uh, you know we we like our football team. Yep. You know we. Uh, we were a couple kicks away from maybe being in the postseason, mm-hmm. and you know it, it didn't happen. You know we're addressing all those needs and addressing free agency currently. So yeah, we got a we got a good football team, and uh, we're going to be competitive. I know that defense was fantastic. Uh, a lot of a lot of focus on your quarterback situation. How how is that kind of formalizing right now? Well. Um, you know, when we finished up the season, uh, finished up with Case Keenum, I was really happy with what mm-hmm. Case did. Um, you know, I can kind of, I, I can kind of paraphrase it. He was a, a, a just a ball away, throw the ball away, mm-hmm. and a, a kick at San Francisco in overtime mm-hmm. from being five and zero as a starter. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he really came on. Um, he's got he's got a lot of ability, and he's a great leader and got that huddle presence and he just finds ways you know to win games so he'll come back as our starter uh we've also you know, i've also indicated that you know i'm going to give nick a chance to compete there we drafted uh, i think an outstanding prospect last year from morgan state um and so we've got we've got three in the roster and hey we're looking you know that's part of it that's what you do you know your um, quarterback plays are really really important and you know you you can't have, you know, you can't have instability at the position. You've got to lock in and go. So we're, we'll entertain, you know, the draft options, yeah. the free agent options, and we'll go from there. Have you been able to take a look at those uh, quarterbacks in the draft at all? Uh, were you down to Senior Bowl? Did you be able to kind of take a look at them? Throw you know, I did them? not okay. go to Senior Bowl, but I have looked at, I have looked at numerous quarterbacks at this point. Yes, so I got I actually got an early start on it. So okay. have a good, have a good feel for them. About Jared Goff is someone we know locally from Cal, obviously, and, and seems to be the, you know, the consensus most ready, maybe to, and maybe not a plug-in and play guy, but a guy who's 
played a lot of college football. What, what's your just general take on on and Jared Goff? Well, and what might you be, like you know? about him, you like about him is his accuracy. Number one, his decision making. He makes really good decisions. Mm-hmm. He's got um, excellent footwork, and he's mobile, and he can extend plays. And that's what you're looking for at this at the position right now mm-hmm. in the National Football League. So he's going to have a great career. You, you think the three quarterbacks that are mentioned, uh, Wentz, Goff, and what, Paxton Miller, right? I'm trying to. I don't want to blow these guys' names. Are all all going to maybe go top half of the first round? It's hard for me to predict. Yep. Yeah, you've known me for a long time. Yep. I don't make predictions, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's a good quarterback group mm-hmm. from top to bottom. I think you'll see quarterbacks drafted throughout the draft. We we know the NFC West, obviously, uh, watching the 49ers and you, you playing the Rams and playing. Now you got the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Where, where do you think you think the Cardinals and the Seahawks are up the top? I mean, the, the talent in their rosters, the, the, are they up there to stay? And it's just how difficult does it make you know, the roster moves you have to deal with, uh, knowing those two teams are, are, are well, so talented. You know, we, we, you know, we came in here four years ago, we started building, um, and building to compete in the division. And that's where it has to start. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think people would, would agree that we have been competitive in the mm-hmm. division. You know, we were four, one and one, my first year here. Um, and, uh, and, and we were just started turning the roster over. And then, mm-hmm. and of course we, and that was with Sam, Bradford, but we lost Sam the next two years, and so, you know, we fell off a little bit. But you know, um, you know, they're they're great rivalries. Uh, it's very very competitive. I mean, we were, you know, we beat the Seahawks twice this year. Yep. You know, you match we, up we well with them. With, you, yeah, match up well with that team. Why? What do you think? And we we split with Arizona, split with San yeah. Francisco. So, you know, I don't think that, um, you know, I I don't think that anybody's out of out of the race. This year, I think everybody's going to have a chance. Now, keep in mind, obviously, you know, when you got Russell and you got Carson and, you know, whatever the 49ers decide to do at the quarterback mm-hmm. position, um, you know, you, you would obviously give those guys the edge. And then, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're chasing everybody, but we're closing the gap. Uh, 49ers just hired Chip Kelly, and you've played against Chip Kelly. Uh, what, just generally for 49ers fans, what, what do you, as an opposing coach, what, what, do you think about Chip Kelly when you go up against him? What what pops up in your mind? Well, yeah, we faced him once a couple of years ago, and uh, we, we were, Austin Davis was our quarterback, and we had a chance to win the game. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we we battled with him, and so um, you know, Chip does a great job with the offense. He simplifies it; it's up tempo, as everybody knows, and it's a quarterback friendly offense. And you know, and so I think it's a great hire. I got great respect for Chip, and I'm glad he's in the division and. You know, it, it changes our preparation. It's going to be a little bit different, uh, you know, because of the offensive style that he puts on the field and the concepts. But, you know, we, you know, we'll be doing, you know, we'll be doing a lot of off-season work, you know, against that type of offense. Does, uh, you know, the Seattle defense is so physical. Your defense is so physical. Arizona's defense is fast and physical. Does a up-tempo offense, a change of pace work maybe? Or, or, or is it going to be tough for them going up against the front sevens? That are you know, in this I, I, I'll just say this from a defensive standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything that we do is up-tempo on the practice field. Mm-hmm. Um, so our defense is going mm-hmm. really fast. Yep. And uh, with the calls and with the substitutions and all that stuff. So it's just, it's not necessarily the, the, the tempo that's the issue. It's execution, and that's the case against any offense. 
this is probably an unfair. I'll only offer you one unfair question, and you can bounce me out on it. No, no problem. But uh, when you think of Chip Kelly's offense, do you think Colin Kaepernick is somebody who could plug right into it? Well, I mean, that's going to be the 49ers call, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, but one would think one would think that would be the case. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I mean, Colin. You know, I don't know what happened this year there uh, with him. But I've always had tremendous respect for him. It's always been a concern of ours as we prepared for Colin. You know, he just he he finds ways to make those plays. Yep. You know, and and he's done it. I mean, he's got. I mean, he, he's got a track record of winning games and winning games at the end, and you know, extending plays with his legs and making the big throws. And so I've had I've had all kinds of respect for Colin. I think he, you know, again, you know, they're. Oftentimes in this business, when you get to year three or four, somewhere you look around the league, and you know there's there, you know, quarterbacks have tend to have a moment mm-hmm. in, in, in that at that stage of their career. But the good ones bounce back, and I would expect him to be one that bounces back. You know, you go to someone that bounces off. I have always kind of been reminded when I look at Kaepernick of Randall Cunningham, and you know we were. You were coaching the Eagles when and Randall at his height. He had some struggles also, and he had some struggles after he, you know, he was at his height with the Eagles. But that long stride, uh, that you know, that huge arm, uh, maybe some bumps around. Did, do you see any similarities between Kaepernick and Randall Cunningham? Um, you know, he, I, I think you see more similarities mm-hmm. than I do. Okay, I just have I just have those lasting memories of Colin pulling it down and running for thirty yards, yep. And, yep. and keeping a drive alive or making a big throw down the field, yep. to whether it was Vernon or whoever. And you know, he just he's a talented young man, and I uh, just you know, for the Forty Nine er fans, they need to be patient with him. <laughs> he's talented, and he's been there. He's been in the big game. He's been played in a lot of big games, won some big games, and you know, he's a special talent. So we'll just see what they decide to do with him. All right, we'll be right back after this quick message from our sponsor. Flex your power at South County Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Gas is at its lowest, and so is our prices. We're number one in Northern California. This means huge savings for you. We've got the 2016 Dodge Challenger Hellcat in our showroom. Looking for a powerful truck? We've got the Ram 2500 3500. You can build your own work truck, the All-American Jeep Grand Cherokee, and more. Flex your power at South County Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Drive a little, save a lot in Gilwalk. Jeff, you obviously got the Super Bowl here, uh, Carolina and Denver. Um, and, and just initial thoughts on what you will be looking for, what what you think could be the decisive factor in this game? Well, you've got, um, I mean, you, you get two outstanding quarterbacks, mm-hmm. uh, one that's really, in my opinion, just getting started. And then, you know, and as far as Peyton's concerned, he's, he's done it before. So you've got the quarterback play that you want to watch. Um uh, and then, of course, uh, both teams have are really well coached on defense. Yep. And um, you know, I think you know, I, I don't mean to sound like a coach here, but <laughs> you know, I don't. I, Carolina, you can tell the listeners how many turnovers they've had the last couple weeks. Yep. You know, yep. their defense is just getting the yep. ball back, and and they go I into the end, like and, they, a, and they go in the yeah, end zone when they, they get score it. Score with yeah, it, yeah. yeah. So. They may be plus 20 in takeaways over the course of the season, which is really hard to do. So this thing's going to come down to that. 
I'm sure it may mm-hmm. come down to a special teams play, uh, but it will come down to you know whichever offense can protect the football and mm-hmm. not turn it over. Uh, I think that you know that'll be the team that has a chance to win it. Now you were uh, on the roster for the '85 Bears championship. You were hurt that year, but you certainly were around it, and they were great before going into that. Uh, and, and we hear that thrown out every year. Is this defense as good as the 85 Bears? Is this defense as good as the 85 Bears? And, and we've heard that about the Broncos. Uh, can you make any comparison there? Or is it, or is it maybe the 85 Bears just should be put to the side and say, this is it. That's the greatest defense in the Super Bowl era. Let's not talk about this anymore. You know, I don't know. I mean, uh, everybody likes to make comparisons, but mm. the game's so different now. Mm. You know, it's just so different. The defenses are so much more complex than... You know, we hit it. Uh, when I say we, Buddy Ryan and, mm-hmm. and and the guys, the guys that did play, they hit it from a timing standpoint uh, at a special time, mm-hmm. and uh, the defensive philosophy, if you will, or the scheme, um, really outmatched any offense. And so, um, you know, offenses are much more advanced now, mm-hmm. and obviously, you're going to expect to see uh, Carolina. You know, do something with the rush because the two edge rushers are outstanding. Mm-hmm. So the interior guys with Denver, and you know, and they they run and they tackle and they, you know, they're opportunistic. So I, I don't know. I think historically, in time, Tim, we might be able to compare them to mm-hmm. that. But they need to win this game first. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think that Carolina defense is pretty good too. That's what I keep saying. Is it's not just the Denver defense we talk about this. That, that Carolina. Well, any place, that, yeah, it's it's interesting. Where, wherever Ron's been, he's mm-hmm. coached good defenses, yep. and uh, you know he's done a really good job there. Uh, Keekley's an outstanding player, and you know um, I'm hearing that uh, Jared Allen's back, and that'll mm-hmm. be you know that'll be a problem, and you know for Denver, and so they're gonna have to be smart with that. But yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a great matchup, I think. That's just you got a lot of really talented, skilled players. Mm-hmm. Uh, both these teams, obviously, to get to where they are, very very well coached, and you know they both play they both play really good special teams, mm-hmm. and, and that's a big part of success in the postseason. I always keep going back to Phil here, but it was where I started and made a huge impression. It was such a fascinating team, those late 80s Eagles. Every, anytime anyone asks me who the most impressive athlete I've ever seen or covered, I always say one one name. You can probably guess what it is. 92. It's number 92, 92 man. Yeah, I yeah. mean, would you yeah. say the same, or is he way up? Well, how would you no put doubt. historically? Yeah. You know? No doubt. There's just, yeah, there's, I've never been around anybody that it was so dominated. Now, the interesting thing about Reggie, which is, which um, I don't think people realize, mm-hmm. is that if you put Reggie, if you moved him on the other side of the center, you moved him to any place on the right side of the line, he was just a guy. Mm-hmm. Reggie could not play on the right side. Mm-hmm. He was a left handed player okay. on the left side of the line. And as an end, he dominated. We would put him over the center. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I remember there was a Dallas Cowboy tackle uh, in the middle of the season that retired <laughs> right before <laughs> we played him because he didn't want to have to line up against him. But yeah, yeah Reggie's, Reggie's was an outstanding player, you know, and we miss him. And, you know, that when obviously, you know, you talk about, you know, those other players on that defense when, you know, when you talk about. Jerome Brown yeah. and Pitts and Golick and Clyde, who's on my staff. Clyde Simmons is coaching. Love Rock. Clyde. You know, and um, you know, it's just an outstanding group of players. But you know, as 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 you as you move through and you move through your careers, you you know, you at times are able to say, you know, this guy kind of reminds me. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? I got a pretty good defensive tackle here right mm-hmm. now, and Aaron Donald. Yeah. Yep. That uh, you know, 
is really, really impressive. It's off to a great start mm-hmm. in the first couple of years. So, you know, and we got some good players. I got some rushers here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as we all know, and yep. some good players on defense. Uh, Jeff, you're a member of the competi- longtime member of the competition committee. I've got to ask you, uh, every televised game, playoff game, we see that catch rule, and it does seem to be confusing to at least most of us. Do you have any issues with, with the interpretation and the rule, or do you think maybe you know it's, it's still going to stand up? Well, I mean, there'll be discussions this off season um, here in the next couple of weeks. I know the commission put together a, a catch committee, if you will, that consists of you know coaches and former players. And you know what you're dealing with is uh, you, you want to establish a bright line on whether it's a catch or not. Yeah. And um, you know when you go to the ground, you got to maintain possession of the football. Period. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, it's incomplete. And uh, you know we're we're dealing with um, a lot of different aspects you're dealing with you know a fast game that's officiated on the field you're dealing with instant replay and so how how, you know how do you i don't want to say compromise but how do you define it such that people understand and so the bottom line is really pretty simple you you teach your receivers now hey you go to the ground you got to maintain possession of football if you don't it's a complete pass when you see the replay say you're watching the game on tv are, are you always pretty sure when you see it well, I have a feel for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I do during the games and things mm-hmm. like that just because I've been around it, mm-hmm. uh, probably more so than others. Mm-hmm. But um, what's interesting is every year there's another there's another catch or another play or something that comes up mm-hmm. that, you know, it's it's one thing to officiate it in real time. It's another thing to, to, to go under the hood and mm-hmm. slow it down and go frame yeah. by frame by frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where, you know, that's where we are right now. And the one thing I can tell you this is that our official, the officiating department uh, is, is, um, is benefiting from great leadership in Dean Blandino. Mm-hmm. He's doing a great job. He understands. He does a great job communicating. You know, there are all, they're all, always going to be things that happen on the field that as fans and as coaches and players we're going to disagree with, but that's that's been forever part of our game. That's a human element in yeah. the game. Yeah. I mean, players are going to make mistakes, and officials are going to oftentimes they're going to make a mistake, and we have to accept that. Yeah. All right, Jeff, the question I ask everybody at the end of my show, uh, you have multiple cities to pick from for this question, for this answer. Uh, Jeff, what's your favorite restaurant? You know, Tim, I was hoping you weren't going to ask me that. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, there are great places to eat here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Nashville's on the map. Mm-hmm. There's really, really good places to eat in Nashville. You know, as we travel, we don't really get out much, you know. Yeah. I'd say my favorite restaurant, and this is be the first time you heard this answer, mm-hmm. would be my kitchen. <laughs> I love to cook. I, okay, I could go with that. I know. You, you've always I been a cook. I love to cook. Yep. So, yeah. What's so your best dish? Be my, What's your best dish? My best dish? Oh, yeah. hey, I'm all over the place. Yeah. I can do Mexican, yeah. Middle Eastern, Italian, doesn't matter. So I'm best at... You know, as kids were growing up, man, mm-hmm. and by the way, you haven't seen my kids, but no. they're all grown now. Oh, man. I, was, oh, I was best at walking in the, walking in the pantry when the mm-hmm. kids said, we got nothing to eat here, mm-hmm. Dad. And I say, well, just give me about 20 minutes. I'll have dinner <laughs> on the table. And then you find, <laughs> figure out a way to put some food on the table. I think that's the biggest challenge in life. Yeah. So, yeah I, was think, fun. I think we've missed out on the Jeff Fisher true career as a short order cook. I think we could have had a little TV yeah. show, could have had you wandering the country. We could have done that. <laughs> all right, Joe, listen, Jeff, SC 
grad Valley guy going back to LA. I know there's a lot of emotions in, in St. Louis, and, and I know you know this was a complicated thing, but uh, Jeff Fisher coaching the LA Rams, I, I can go with it. I, I can see that. I mean, is this a pretty comfortable well, idea? I appreciate for you, it. You, know? you know, I said this. Dad took me into the Coliseum when I was, I guess, probably eight years old. My first game, I'll never forget that visual. When I walked out of that, got those tickets, mm-hmm. and walked out that tunnel and saw the stadium. It's like, yep. wow. So it's I've been a Rams fan forever, so it's a, it's really an honor, a privilege for me to be able to go back out there and coach this team. Yeah, tremendous. If you just just no no Rams Park though, we don't we don't we don't need that. <laughs> no, we'll stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, Jeff. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, great talking to you as always. Great catching up with you, and and I hope we talk again soon. Have a good week, Tim. Thanks right. so much. Thanks to everybody. That's okay. Jeff Fisher, coach of the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, was was certainly kind enough to give us some time and and, 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 and commercial. And as you can tell, Jeff and I go way back. My initial uh, you know foray into football. I learned a lot of football talking to Jeff over the years when he was defensive backs coach and then defensive coordinator of the Eagles, uh, and have checked in with him various times throughout. And uh, I, I, I again I want to say we're, I'm getting people on the phone, not just grabbing people on on Radio Row because these people I want to talk to. It's a Super Bowl Radio Row podcast with me picking people I want to talk to on the phone or, or a few people face-to-face, but uh, uh, Jeff's one of my favorite people. So just want to say that, and that's the episode for now. Thanks, everybody, from Radio Row. your power at South County Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Gas is at its lowest and so is our prices. We're number one in Northern California. This means huge savings for you. We've got the 2016 Dodge Challenger Hellcat in our showroom. Looking for a powerful truck? We've got the Ram 2500-3500. You can build your own work truck, the All-American Jeep Grand Cherokee, and more. Flex your power at South County Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Drive a little, save a lot, and go on.